0: Praise the Lord. If you're there, let's stand together, and we'll read it audibly together. Psalm 133. Amen. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the Jew of Hermon and as the Jew that descended upon the mountains of Siam, For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Praise the Lord. You may take your seats. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, for your blessing upon this time, O God. Lord, we know we have your blessing. We have everything. We thank you, Lord, tonight for your word. And we pray that through the preaching of your word tonight, Lord, that you would encourage us and strengthen us as a body of believers. Lord, that you would fill this place with your presence and with your power. Lord, you would lead us on and you move mightily in these days. Yeah. Lord, the testimonies would come back in after this time round your word and in prayer. Lord, of how you have broke through and you've answered prayers. Amen. Lord, even the living reality. Of those that are sick in bed, Lord, we're believing, Lord, to be raised up, Lord, to come through these doors as a fresh testimony of look what the Lord has done. Oh, God, that's our cry, Lord. Sons to come through the door wonderfully saved by the grace of God. Lord, coming in, Lord, with a song in their hearts, clothed in righteousness, O God. The old rags of sin, Lord, have been washed away, Lord. O oh, Father, we're believing when we pray that you not only hear our prayers, but that you answer our prayers. So, Lord, we just come expecting tonight to your word that you would feed us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, in that chapter, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, if you turn over for a second, I picked this verse out a few weeks ago. And uh, tonight we're just looking again at this body. I believe the Lord is doing a work in encouraging us and strengthening us as a as a body of believers. And that last part of what we read there uh, concerning the unity of the church that says, For there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore. And that's what we want Uh, the blessing of the Lord and that life, the life of Christ. That's what it's all about, folks, just in, in the midst. But in 1 Peter 2 and 9, we read there that we are a chosen generation and we are a royal priesthood. And we looked a couple of weeks back there just as a priesthood, how God has clothed us in his righteousness, and he's given us anointing, and he's given us all those uh, diverse giftings and callings in order to function within the body of Christ, Christ being the head, that anointing coming down, that garment. Thank God tonight that we are a royal, a chosen generation, and we are a royal priesthood, and we are a holy nation, and we are a peculiar people. Praise the Lord. We are a peculiar people. Thank God we are. We're different in this world. We're light. We're salt. We're not to be like the world. We have been called out of the world. Uh, The world is not our friend. The world is our enemy. That's what we've been saved out of. We're in the world, but we're not off that world. And that we should show forth that as a believer, as Christians, we are to show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So we're that royal priesthood. You know, in that Old Testament. Just looking at this blessing of the Lord. But in that in that priesthood, if you turn way back into Numbers chapter 6, there was a blessing that was given to Aaron and the sons and the priesthood. And this was the blessing of the Lord to be upon that priesthood. I believe there's a blessing of the Lord upon the priesthood of believers in the new covenant. And here we read in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 6, verse 23, of God's blessing upon the priesthood. It says there, Numbers six twenty-three: Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee. I believe Tommy quoted this, prayed this. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee. And be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and the Lord give thee peace. And they that shall put my and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And the Lord says, I will bless them. You know, there's something very unique about having, and we have the blessing of the Lord upon our lives. You know, are you blessed? We are blessed. We are blessed beyond measure. It's such a wonderful thing to know the blessing of the Lord. And this blessing that the Lord would put upon that priesthood, God had given Israel uh, in the Old Testament, he, he called them to be his people, to walk in his way. And if they would walk in the way of the Lord, if they would hearken to the word of the Lord, Lord said, I'm going to bless you. I, I desire to bless my people. This isn't a prosperity message, but you know God prospers us, and and they've distorted that to make it money. But I tell you, friends, it's so much more. It's so much more than silver and gold to have the blessing of the Lord. It really is. It's a distortion of the wonder. You know, to have Jesus, you're blessed, because He is He is all that we need, and all the blessings are found in Him. But The Lord spoke to Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And if you turn over to it, we read there how God desired to bless his people, Israel. And he desired that they would walk in his way. And if they walked in his way, he says, if you hearken to me, I am going to bless you. And here is the blessing of the Lord. We're talking in this Numbers chapter 6. That's the priesthood that was blessed. But here the people, Numbers 28, sorry, Numbers 28 and verse 1. It says these words. And Just think about this for a moment as we're reading it. It shall come to pass remember, Deuteronomy is at the back end of their journey through the wilderness. They're about to enter into the promised land. They've wandered for 40 years. A whole new generation has been raised up. They're about to enter in. And it says there in verse 1, It shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee On high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee, and the blessings will overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He not only wants to bless us, but he wants to bless us abundantly. He doesn't want just to fill our cups, but he wants our cups to be overflowing. He wants others to experience the blessing of the Lord that's in our lives, to bless others. That's why he blesses us. And so it says here then, you'll be blessed, verse 3, you're going to be blessed in the city. And you're going to be blessed in the field. In other words, wherever you are as a a child of God, whether you're in the city, you're in the field, the blessing of the Lord is on your life. He says in verse 4, Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's the womb. Your womb will be blessed. Now, spiritualizing that, of course, there's a natural, and then there's also the spiritual. But the spiritual side of that is that that there would be a multiplication of life. There'd be souls that would be wonderfully the womb of the church would be fruitful. That's that's what we're that's the blessing of the Lord. It brings life. It brings fruit and it brings multiplication. In other words, the church would become, as it were, a maternity war that babies would be born. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are born of the Spirit. Lives are changed by the power of God, the supernatural power of, of the new birth. That's what it is, it's supernatural. But when the blessing of the Lord and his hand is upon something, then there's a multiplication of souls. Daily was added to the church, such as should be saved that day. Three thousand souls believed in the Lord. The church itself was fruitful and the womb of the church was alive. And God and the blessing of the Lord was upon it. The the blessing of the Lord would be on the fruit of thy body. And then verse four says, and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of the cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Here's the blessing of the Lord. Everything, everything is blessed. God begins to bless everything, everything. This is the blessing of the Lord. Remember, where the brethren dwell together in unity, there he commands the blessing, even life forevermore. So we're looking at the blessing of the Lord. And it says here, then, in verse five, "Blessed shall be thy basket, and blessed shall be thy store." In other words, on a personal basis, your basket and also the storehouse, the store, not the storehouse. We we'll come to that in a moment. But that was a that was known to be a personal item that that they that they had themselves. But God would bless your basket, and God would bless your store, your personal. Do you need the blessing of the Lord in your basket and in your home? We need God's blessing to be upon everything. And then it says, blessed will thy be when you come in and blessed you will be when you go out. And then verse seven, now look at verse seven, what he says. This is the blessing of the Lord. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Friends, you know, this is the blessing of the Lord. When the enemy comes in and when he comes in one way, here's what the blessing of the Lord does. It sends him back seven ways. In other words, the Lord scatters them. He divides them. He causes confusion in their ranks. And the blessing this is the blessing of the Lord. Look, this is what the blessing of the Lord will do. When the enemy comes, and there's such an intensity, there's such a a ferocious attack of the enemy, and so many at this time. But, friends, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle has been won. He wants. So often the enemy wants you to be entangled that this is your fight. This is not your fight. The fight has been fought and the fight has been won and the victory's in Jesus. And what we need to know tonight is that the blessing of the Lord's in my life. And when the enemy comes in, this is what the blessing will do. It'll drive that enemy back seven, seven ways. He'll scatter the enemy. Like the word of God tells us, let the, let, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God come, let God fight our battles for the battle truly belongs to him. When that enemy comes and presses in, when he comes against your mind, when he comes against your home, when he comes against your body, maybe through sickness, when he comes, whatever way he comes, but this is what the blessing of the Lord will do. The blessing of the Lord will, will, will drive him back even seven ways and scatter him before you. First, it says this, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thy storehouses. God blesses the storehouses. He makes the storehouses to be full. Everything. Listen, he is Jehovah. Jared. This, trust me, listen tonight. This is not a prosperity message, but it is prosperity. Amen. Because he does prosper as people. Listen, Listen, I'm not a millionaire, but I tell you, spiritually, I am. Actually, I'm a billionaire spiritually because the Lord has blessed us and the Lord has blessed you and the Lord has blessed our storehouse. Everything of what we have needed, needed, his hand has provided. Isn't that the truth? Everything of what we have needed, his hand has provided. You know, he has provided everything of what we have needed materially, physically, spiritually, and mentally. We have not lacked, and neither will we lack, because he is my Jehovah Jireh. He has blessed the storehouse, praise the Lord. You know, I was thinking just in that, when in Genesis chapter 41, when there was a famine over all the face of the earth, and Joseph, as that perfect type of the Lord Jesus Christ, When that famine came, and there's a famine in our land, and there's a famine spiritually, and there's a famine for the hearing of the word of God. But when that famine came, Joseph, it tells us, opened all the storehouses. There was plenty. And when Joseph, as a type of Christ, you know, there's enough for everybody when we come come to Jesus Christ. The storehouses, we sang it tonight, the windows of heaven to be opened. And this place to be filled. our lives to be filled. And Joseph that type of the Lord. And in all that thou set thy hand on to do. It says there in verse 8. He shall bless thee in the land. Which the Lord thy God has given you. Brothers and sisters listen. I'm spiritualizing and bring this practically in. To where we are as a, in the new covenant. In the new testament. But listen. For God's blessing to be on everything that we do. As we do as individuals. As we do as a, as a church, as ministries. But you know what our prayer should be? Lord, above everything else, He'll bless thee in the land which the Lord has given you. Everything that you set your hand to do in the Lord's work, I pray the blessing of the Lord upon it. May the Lord bless every outreach. May the Lord bless every street evangelism. May the Lord bless every gospel mission. May the Lord bless er every witness. May he bless every children's meeting. May the Lord bless our Sunday school. May the Lord bless the pillars on a Friday night. May the blessing of the Lord be upon every service that we meet together. May the blessing of the Lord be upon every prayer meeting. May the blessing of the Lord be in your home. May it be. May the blessing of the Lord be upon your life as you're a witness in your street. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you in the supermarket. May God's blessing be upon you when you go out. And may the blessing of the Lord be upon you when you come in. But it's the blessing of the Lord. And friends, we're blessed. We are blessed. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by my by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. As is Israel, God's people, that he was speaking of the blessing of the Lord upon them. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord's going to bless you if you walk in my way. Verse 12 says, The Lord shall open unto thee as good treasure, the heaven to give thee rain unto the land in thy season, and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, but thou shalt not borrow And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. If thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe them and do them. And Israel had a choice to walk in the way of the Lord. Look what the Lord said he would do for them. It's absolutely profound. You walk in my way, you hearken to my word then my blessing is going to be upon you because you're my people and I will set you apart and my blessing, the blessing of the Lord upon them. And when Israel walked in the way of the Lord, there wasn't an empire or an enemy in this world could stand before them. There was no one and there was nothing could stand before them. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord was upon them and they had to walk. And the consequences, if you go on in the chapter, we won't tonight. But if they didn't walk in the way of the Lord, then there was no blessing. All of that which God had said that he would give them would be lifted from them and they would be left to their own devices. And he says, you walk in my way and you'll receive the blessing of the Lord. I tell you something. I want to make this so simple tonight. In Galatians, if you turn right over to Galatians three and fourteen, and friends tonight, the wonderful thing for us, the wonderful thing and the wonderful truth for us tonight is this: that all the blessings, all of the blessings that there are and which we are reading off tonight, don't come through a preacher or a minister, or our works. But all of the blessings of the Lord come through Christ and it's by faith. And you see, tonight we could list out all the rules from top to bottom of what we are supposed to be, but thank God that we are not under that old covenant, we are under a new covenant in the blood of Jesus. And Galatians 3 and 14 says these words, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. How do these blessings come through, would you say his name? Jesus Christ. It comes through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And how we how do we receive this tonight? What does it say? Those last two words through faith. Friends, I want to tell you something to be it is a wonderful thing to be in the new covenant through faith. By the grace of God. And all of the blessings of the Lord are found in a person. And the person that we are here tonight to believe in is Jesus. So all the needs that we have. And all the requests that we are bringing. And all the things that are happening in this world. In this fellowship. In this nation. In this land. Everything of the answer to that tonight is found in a man. And that man. Praise the Lord, who knew no sin, who satisfied the Father, who was perfect in every way, who failed not. But that man, Jesus, finished what he was sent to do. And through faith tonight, because of the blood of Jesus, all of the blessings of the Lord are upon our lives. Simply what? Through faith. Through faith that we believe tonight for God to come in his delivering power. He would come because that's what he is. He's a deliverer. If we believe tonight for the needs that there are financially and materially, we believe in Jesus tonight because in him, in him, he is our Jehovah Jireh. If we're believing for a healing for Sister Paula tonight, for Sister Jude Gray tonight, thank God tonight, friends, there's a healer and his name's Jesus. And all the blessings that we read of come through a man and that man is Jesus. And it comes to us tonight, not through our works, but through Faith. And the promise of the Spirit will come. And what does He come? When He comes, what will He do? He will bring everything of the fullness and the accomplishment of the cross. And He'll reveal the treasures of heaven. And the storehouse is full. We can never exhaust the storehouse of heaven, the riches of His glory. And it will be poured upon our lives afresh. How? Through faith. We just reach out and touch the Lord tonight. And know that in our hearts that He is all that this word tells us that He is tonight. And He is more. And He is more. He is the much more tonight. But it's in a person. And that person's Jesus. It says it comes, those blessings will come, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There has to be a faith in the house of the Lord. It all happens through Him. Thank God tonight. You know, the standard for us to live, the bar that was set, if you like, all our own righteousness. What is it? It's filthy rags, our own works, our own efforts. We'll never meet that standard, but he met that standard for us. And so we come tonight, you know, the enemy would want us in a place of works or effort of ourselves, but it's not in us, it's in him. And it's all been finished. And we simply come in faith tonight. Saying Lord. Oh God open the windows of heaven. And pour out this, the blessings upon us. Those blessings. What are they remember? Their salvation. their deliverance. their healings. There's peace. There's provision. He'll meet every need. He's all I need. That's what we sing. But it's true friends. It's absolutely true. The anointing. That's the spirit of promise. We come on the Gentiles, simply through faith. That's how simple is that? It wasn't complicated, but it was simply through faith. And the blessing is particular when we are reading of this tonight. When the brethren dwell together in unity, what does it tell us that there the Lord commands against every power of hell and every scheme of man, but when the brethren dwell together, you know the devil hates unity. I'll tell you there's one thing that I know the devil fears is the unity of the brethren. And if there ever was a day when we see how the enemy has just run through so much of the Lord's work and bringing division and discouragement, it's today. but why? Because he knows of the church, of the brethren, Dwell together in unity. What does he do? He's going to command the blessing of the Lord there. What is it? Even life forevermore. The life of Jesus. Manifested. Christ walk in the eyes of the assemblies across this land. The power of the resurrection and the life. Jesus in the midst and all his glory and all his power. When the brethren dwell together in unity. He commands it there friends. Now we are together and I certainly do believe that we are united as we come to seek the Lord tonight. In Acts chapter 1, you see something about the disciples. It tells us there in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4 that being assembled together with them, that's Jesus, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait We are talking about the promise of the Father, the promise of the Spirit, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. We see there in verse 4 that they were assembled together. There was a togetherness. You see in verse 15 that Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples in that day and said, and the number of the names together were about excuse me 120. So you see that there was a togetherness amongst amongst the disciples and amongst that early church, they were together. But friends, that word together is a wonderful word, but you know it's more than just being in the same place. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I mean by that is there are many different cults and religions and, and other things out there tonight that are together. They're, they're all together in the primrose across the road. They're, they're together in the lodges tonight. They're together in the Masonic tonight. They're together in the chapel. They're together around at the, at the Mormon. Ch- all the different cults and everything, they're together. But what made this togetherness different is found in the opening chapter of Acts chapter 2. And it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. There was a one accord and in one place. There was a unity in the Spirit. The, The word there, one accord, is the Greek word homo, which is the word same same there was there was a same heart there was a same mind they had the same purpose they were united there was a unity that was amongst them you know Paul writes and tells us in Romans 12 that we're to be of the same mind he also writes to the church of Corinthians that we speak the same thing and that he says also that there should be no divisions, but that the, that you be perfectly joined. We've been talking about this for a number of weeks. Together, in the same mind, and in the same judgment. There is a one accord. Uh, Tozer talked about it being like an orchestra, all together and all in harmony. And you hear that. But if you get one, one individual that's just out of tune, that person you can hear that person out of tune in that orchestra. There's a harmony in the spirit. There's a unity in the spirit. There's there's a sense of that harmony you can sense it as a believer when there's a harmony in the spiritual in the body of Christ when every when every part and every joint has come together but there's a purpose and, and why we're here, what we're here for, and what our focus is, and all the distractions are gone, and you sense that we know it, we experience it, because there is a harmony, and there is a unity, and when that harmony and unity is there, God says, I am going to command my blessing. Mm-hmm. Friends, I want to tell you something, what God blesses, listen, not the devil, the devil can't curse it, He can do whatever he wants to do. You know the Old Testament story. He wanted to curse the people of God, but he could not curse them because the blessing of the Lord was upon them and there was a shout of a king in the midst of them. And the devil can't curse us while the blessing of the Lord is upon us. Now blessing comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. We're instructed that we are to, to endeavor to keep that unity. In the spirit and in the bond of peace. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, on down that chapter if you turn to it just for a moment. What happens when the church united. Doesn't matter the number of people. What matters is, is that number united in one accord. But Ephesians 4 and verse 11. We've looked at these verses the last few weeks. But it says this. And he gives some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come. What's the purpose of this? In the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And then it says this, what does that produce? A perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What happens in that unity and that maturing of the body in that one accord is that there is a revelation that comes in that maturity. It is all in the stature as one man, that's Jesus, stands up like a mighty a mighty army of God in the spirit. And that is the fullness of Christ. They're mature in the faith. One uh, a translation says this to help us understand it. We grow spiritually to become a mature believer, reach into the measure of the fullness of Christ and then manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. And the blessing of the Lord is upon that and it's life forevermore. What comes is a church that rises up. There is a unity in this fellowship there is a oneness, there is a one accord, there's a love. And thank God for that, friends. And we are, are the endeavor to keep that unity. But know this, through faith tonight and faith alone in Him, that is Jesus. Can I tell you something, friends? There's so much more. There's the blessing of the Lord. Do we need the blessing of the Lord in our homes? Do we need the blessing of the Lord in our workplace? Do we need the blessing of the Lord as we leave tonight? Do we need the blessing as we travel? Do we need the blessing as we come in? Do we need the blessing in our storehouses? Do we need the blessing of the Lord? Thank God tonight, all of that comes in a person in the new covenant. And that that person is Jesus. And it's simply through faith. I want to encourage you, friend, tonight as we pray in one accord. and Take this time, pray the blessing of the Lord upon each other's lives pray the blessing of the Lord on our marriages. Pray the blessing of the Lord upon our homes. Pray the blessing of the Lord upon our children. Pray the blessing of the Lord upon the fellowship. Pray the blessing of the Lord upon the children's work. Pray the blessing of the Lord upon your brother and upon your sister because the blessing of the Lord, it's life, it's life forevermore. That's Christ. That's that abundant life, friends. That's what we need tonight. All these needs are met in that wonderful blessing, and that's Jesus. That's him alone. Let's pray together tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our time around your word. Thank you, Lord, for the unity in this place. Thank you for, Lord, knitting us together as the body of Christ. And we pray, oh God, tonight there are many great needs, Lord. But, oh God, all our needs are met in Jesus' So, Lord, through faith tonight, Lord, encourage us to reach out, Lord, to pray and to believe. Lord, that that, that harmony and spirit, Lord. Lord, that it would be so evident tonight as we pray that the blessing of the Lord would come down, Lord. Lord, lives would be touched. Miracles would happen, Lord, even as we pray and lift up precious souls tonight, dear ones that need a touch. Lord, we just pray the blessing of God. In Jesus' name, amen.